0: Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and I'm here with the whole family. You guys doing all right? Yes, sir. Good yes, to see yes, you guys. Yes. I think yes. Trip, you've been uh, struggling a little bit with the studio PC over there. Are we good to go, or... What's yeah. the story? No,
0: we're we're
1: <laughs> we're definitely good to go. I um, had, had a little bit of struggle over there with the uh, studio PC a couple yeah, times in a row here. It's... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, not to not to totally set this episode off on a bad note, <laughs> but like I, I've been having an existential crisis <laughs> <laughs> in that uh, ever since Windows 10 came out. Now, don't get me wrong, as a Windows user. Um, I think it's it's a great operating system from a usability standpoint, you know, or, or uh, from a from a user experience standpoint. Um, I've got some concerns about it, just like everybody else does, as far as privacy and the information that it collects and all, all those, you know, things that are way all beyond that the scope.
2: Skynet stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all that's way beyond the scope of this podcast. But you know, in the last year, I've had to reformat three times all due to either Windows 10 issues or or, or some kind of issue uh, with with a PC. And, you know, I got to tell you, uh, this latest round, you know, it had me so mad <laughs> because nothing changed on my computer. <laughs> you right? say that
2: so calmly. Well, you yes.
0: <laughs> should have been here yesterday. So mad.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm his next door neighbor. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh the dogs were covering their ears
0: (laughs) (laughs) something i don't know what but something corrupted the registry for my user profile and i have made no changes to the system there was nothing wrong with it when i turned it off the night before and i come in here yesterday to you know get some writing done and get some podcast editing done and all of that and i can't sign on it keeps throwing me over to some temporary profile and i so i eventually get mad Start working with, or messing around with the registry keys, and that's never a good idea, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even me as an IT, I'll say you're no spring
1: chicken when it comes. Right, to yeah, IT. yeah. I mean,
0: know. this is all in my wheelhouse, right? But like, I just for me, I just it it it, it was it all just evolved very quickly and to the point where i said okay if i'm if i'm gonna get this work done i need something that's going to work so i wiped it all clean backed up everything and then did another reinstall and uh i think complete finally finished at like a couple yeah i don't know (laughs) what was it what time did we get back here about 11 a.m i started it last night at like 8 p.m <laughs> yeah that's
1: complete with a k that's yeah, native yeah, instruments, native big instruments software, suite.
0: software suite yeah um so anyway um you know I, but the existential crisis comes in where you know here i am uh i won't say exactly how old i am but <laughs> we'll just say I'm old enough that uh, you know I've been a Windows user practically my entire adult life, and I've always you know shunned Mac for the sake of shunning Mac or because I always felt that the pros to the Microsoft platform were uh, outweighed, you know whatever benefits were on the Mac side. And over time, you know I've I've changed that position. I used to be staunch PC, you know, against the Mac, and then over time it I've I've finally came to that that point where it's like you know what are you using it for what do you prefer use the best tool for the job that you're comfortable with and i'm and i'm happy with that you know because in a in a yin and yang sense you know yeah there's you know there's there's definitely pros and cons to both so i had to reach out to somebody that i knew was not going to fanboy me and <laughs> <laughs> so thanks jack sheets uh, aka mr shifter for being the voice of reason for me and uh you know actually having a, a legitimate like it talk you know pros and cons and here's been my true experience not the it just works
2: it comes with stickers
0: right <laughs> 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 that you could put on your car and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: so it connects um, everything for you you don't even have to think about it
0: yeah so uh, it, all of that to to say you know i don't know what the future is going to look like for me. But, um, you know, I just, I've I had an, I've had enough of this whole Windows 10 thing. And every time I try to take it back to Windows 7, it, it comes back to Windows 10, and I'll uh, just. All of that is just frustrating, so I think all that to say, you know, I think sometime in twenty seventeen, I'm going to be looking for and trying out the the Mac platform.
1: You know, it's funny because we've avoided the Mac versus PC thing yeah. on this show all on purpose forever right, on purpose, right. and now like <laughs> within the past couple of days, you know, Trip is sending us messages like, I think I'm. I think I'm looking at Max.
0: I'm <laughs> like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> I think I think there were a few expletives in the middle of that, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it,
2: was, it was very begrudgingly. That yeah. He asked yeah.
0: Well, that. and and you know, there's something to be said that for every Mac user that's around me. Um, I have never heard anybody say that they couldn't log on to their machine because their registry became corrupted
3: yeah you right. know I've registry? Never, what's
0: that he, right I've never heard anybody who's on the Mac platform say oh well I had to reformat and completely reinstall everything because of X Y or Z yeah. I've heard you know things like you know uh, OS upgrades and some incompatibility issues so you know and I'm generally not the first early adopter when it comes to a new OS upgrade and stuff like that. So I usually hang back, you know, for the wide adopter um, uh, uh, wave, you know, that gives all of the software people enough time to say, okay, there's this new OS out. We need to, you know, get caught up. So I don't think that'll be a problem for me. Um, But I mean, outside of those types of issues, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say Fuck my Mac, blah, blah, blah.
1: I'll, I'll put it to you this way. So so you guys know that uh, I've told the story a couple of times of my MacBook that got stolen. Right, right. So that happened in 2010. I bought an eBay used replacement MacBook after that, 2010-ish, mm-hmm. um, and restored from, it was a different model, and I took it from my my time machine, which is like a, not quite a cloning software, but right. close enough. Right, right. Um, for my time machine backup and plopped it right on that machine and kept on running. And then I sold that one, got my current Retina MacBook Pro, a 2012 model, did the same thing, got a time machine backup, plopped it onto that machine, completely different hardware set. Right. I've been running on the same OS installation for seven years. Wow. Over, well, over three machines. Over eight years. Over three machines. Nice. Um, never had a hiccup.
0: Can't say that at all. You can't. You can't <laughs> I can't do that say that in and, the last and, week. And, yeah, <laughs> but,
1: and me, me being a, I'm a multi-platform user, so right. You right. Know, take take that for what you will. I've but had I, mine I, I for use five. a, yeah, I, I use a Windows machine as well, and right. I, I mean, you just you can't do that. The only problem with I've had PC. is my
4: battery. Yeah, that's it. That's not to but say
1: that's... they're they're not perfect by any means. Right, right, right. right, yeah. right. But
0: and and uh, to that point, I don't know that I, I'm shunning Windows. You know, for the sake of shunning Windows and coming strictly over to the dark side, because there's too many things. Uh, that I do that require me to ha- still keep windows around yeah. and I don't know that I would buy a Mac <clears throat> just to put windows on it you know what I mean that that's counterintuitive to me so I'll pro- what I'll probably end up doing is keeping this laptop um, and, and and keeping it for whatever windows things that I need to need to yeah. use it for and then have and well, then being- have a MacBook Pro around you know for my desktop replacement for production purposes. I will
1: say one nice thing about using a Mac as a performing laptop Mm -hmm. is, is time machine because that's built into the OS. Right. And it's, it's like iterative backup software. Right, 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 right. So you, I mean, I guess you could get like a Norton Ghost clone or whatever they're using for PC now mm-hmm. every day but it yeah, I would use be Chronus, re- yeah. yeah yeah. but the nice thing about Time Machine being built in like that is like if you if you run a, an iTunes update and it hoses your entire tractor library or something crazy yeah you just, next, yeah. Yeah, you just oh, hey take me to yesterday
0: right right and
1: it's not like like Windows System Restore where it tries to put everything back it's, it's like hey this is where you were yesterday yeah it yeah. just restores See, it, you yeah System Restore gets you out on, of a, yeah, a bind
0: System Restore on Windows is a is a is a nice tool and it's and it's a great idea but poorly executed for yeah. sure because I've tried to use system restore uh, on my last issue and I just tried to go to the day before and it it I think it made things worse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So speaking of needing a stable laptop, how was your like nine hour marathon DJ day <laughs> Right, there? right, no, right. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> nah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, had my CrossFit event last week. So you started yeah. at like 7 a.m.? Uh, got there at 6.30, um, kind of played, you know, because the athlete starts getting there about 6. And uh, I just – I went and set up the night before, which I usually do because it's just way too early for me to go up there and do sound checks and all that stuff. Uh, National Anthem, 6.45, play some, like, music to, like, get people kind of hyped up, you know, for the workout. And the way these cross – at this one particular gym, uh, at CrossFit XS in Vandalia – Ohio shout out to Brody. Um, the way he does his event, it's like six teams will go at one time and they'll compete for roughly an hour and 20 minutes straight. Now it's not saying all six athletes are compete, but like, you know, some, uh, events will require two athletes. Some will require four. Some will be only female. Some will be only male. So there's programmed rest in between it. But in between that, you'll have like something where maybe someone has to get on a rower and row a certain distance, and then the other person is doing some 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 other mm. other activity like pull ups, or jump rope, or something like hey, that. So these
1: are they're doing these simultaneously. Correct. Wow.
2: Okay. And um, some of them will require like only one athlete to work at a time. So one athlete is lifting a heavy weight through a certain series of uh, complexes, and then they'll put the bar down. And the other athlete will do it, and it varies. And it goes. And like I said, uh, there's roughly. Four I think for this last competition, it was four separate events and all score totally. So you don't have to necessarily be good at all the things. You just can't suck at one of them. <laughs> so like if you okay, have right. if you have women that can do pull-ups and handstand push-ups and all kinds of gymnastics movement, but they're not very strong, they won't get penalized for that necessarily. But if you have someone who can do some gymnastics and someone who's kind of strong and someone who has you know has a little bit of endurance, those teams usually tend to be more farewell mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a group of six strong people or a group of six gymnasts gotcha. uh, strictly, so yeah. Each one of those goes about an hour and hour and twenty minutes, and we had one, two, three. I think six heats on Saturday. And the,
1: a break in between.
2: Yeah, about um, anywhere from like usually ten minutes or so.
1: So are you are you still playing music through those mm-hmm. breaks? Yeah, I yeah. played
2: just um, you know trying to transition them in between in between each event. They have as little as uh, one minute to as many as three minutes in between each event. But remember, not every athlete's working for every event, so everybody's right. getting yeah. rest at some point. But um, in between each heat, there's probably about uh, anywhere from a five- to ten-minute break, depending on how things are going. So continue to play music for yeah. the entire nine hours. So when,
1: you're, when you have these situations where you have different sets of athletes doing different things, are they vastly different energy levels? In between each event? Like, or, you, no, we,
0: like at the same time. At the same time. Like, so, you, yeah. you've got.
1: I'm wondering how you handle that as a DJ if somebody's doing sit ups and somebody's doing like cardio crazy or, or if they're similar. So, I'll know.
2: give you one event specifically. So, all five athletes were participating and they just sort of had to rotate and figure out who was going when. But at any given time, one athlete had to be on the rower. And this particular event lasted 20 minutes. So, one of the scores was who, whichever team rode the longest distance. And. They had to keep doing as many rounds as possible. I think it was wall balls, where basically it's a medicine ball, a mm. anywhere from 14 to 20 pound medicine ball, and you go into a full squat and you throw it onto a target on the wall, catch it, and go back into a squat and then do another one. So it was like maybe 40 of those. I think um, like 40 pull ups and 40 um, handstand push ups. So, like, you're inverted in a handstand doing push ups on your head essentially. And then something called toes-to-bar. So it was like if you're on a pull-up bar and you basically um, jackknife your feet up until they touch the bar in between your hands. Like a pike position. Like a pike position uh, for swimmers and gymnasts. Yeah, you guys will understand that. So they just keep cycling through that for 20 minutes. And then one person's rowing. So for me, that one it's going to yeah. take a long time. So I don't want to play anything like high intensity. So that's where I was mm. playing actually a lot of house. right, right. And it was kind of funny because I, would, I was looking at all the – because all of them are facing me on the rowers. And I'm on this uh, second deck, watching you know, being able to see the entire uh, scene. I, I took a couple of pictures and posted them, but at one point I was looking at everybody rowing and they were all in sync with the music, nice. <laughs> so it looked like a Viking ship. You know, they were just like you slowly Row. slide the pitch fade around and <laughs> see how far you can push it. <laughs> and um, it's it's really cool to like see, especially when they're doing those rhythmic, rhythmic move, movements, especially like when they're required to do like one of them. They had to take the bar from basically shoulder to overhead as many times as they could and watching them get in sync with the music I was playing. So, you know, in certain instances like that, I kind of feel responsible to not play anything too crazy, Yeah. Mm. but also not at the same time play anything too slow because sometimes athletes just, and I think you talked about a long time ago, like when you get on the treadmill trip Mm. that when you listen to music, you kind of get in that cadence. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where I try and think about if I was an athlete, what I'd want to hear, you know I don't want to hear something that's gonna make me like just burn out too fast right and just something I can uh take my mind off the what I'm going through right and right. just get the weight up in, in a nice rhythmic fashion yeah for
0: me when I'm doing cardio or not that I've been doing it <laughs> lately but uh whenever i whenever I am into my my fitness uh uh R- regime regime thank you um Uh yeah, drum and bass is my go-to when I'm on the treadmill or elliptical or whatever because I can get into that 170 something beat per minute. You know, just kind of cadence it and and just try to keep up with that. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, but then like when I'm lifting weights, then it's like give me death tones Mm. all day long. Mm. Like Mm. yeah, Yeah.
2: (laughs) and the same thing with this. So I think, I think for the first event, I pretty much was playing metal. We go to the second event. I play like house, you know, something a uh, little bit chunkier, right, right. Uh, lower BPM. Um, the next event I was going to like hip hop or trap, and then the last one, depending on, because it was kind of weird, because the last event, like the energy levels were different for each heat. Mm. And like, uh, I remember the last heat of the. So we have scaled, and then RX, RX being the ones that are doing like the stuff you would see on television. And it was the last event of the Scaled Guys, and there was just the energy in the room was just really there. So I started chucking out a lot of songs I would normally save till later because, for lack of a better term, I felt like they earned it.
0: Sure, sure, you know, sure, sure. So yeah. I
2: was trying to reward them with with certain jams that I kind of wait. Like Walk is one that oh, yeah, everybody yeah. wants to hear at a certain point during a comp. Mm-hmm. You know, so I chucked that out on them because they earned it. I mean, those guys were busting <laughs> their ass out right, there.
3: Right.
2: Uh, walk, what another one? Um, click, Click, Boom. You know, mm-hmm. Saliva yeah. is yeah. another yeah. one that people tend to respond to pretty well. Yeah. So, and everybody loves Metallica. You mm. know, <laughs> when you're lifting heavy things. It depends. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> but yeah all in all pre or post
0: black album oh, <laughs> <pre-black>. <laughs> well except, except except for
2: fuel that's the only post black yeah, yeah. give me fuel give me yeah. fire give me that which i desire yeah that's the only post black track i think i play everything else is before black
0: yeah that's
2: um so all in all i'll allow it yeah. i'll allow it yes absolutely. Yeah. was it uh 100 and like 130 athletes uh Twenty some teams, and I think when I looked at my history, I'd gone through like about 180 tracks
0: nice. in about wow. nine
2: hours. And I was telling Dave earlier, you know, anywhere from Johnny Cash, you know, trap. I was playing trap, playing hip hop, nineties um, old school hip hop, uh, some techno. Uh, just I really, I even played some country. I think. So when you're when you're
1: playing for that, you started at what 7 a.m. and went to like 4 p.m. Something about like five that. o'clock. Five you know. o'clock. So. When you're playing so many different types of music, are you trying to work those together in a way that flows or are because I mean you obviously you couldn't plan nine hours worth of set right no. so you have to be kind of reactive I assume I mean did you just find yourself like doing quick transition mixing or um how does that when work for it comes
2: you? to the metal I mean you really can't it, you you sure. kind of have to let it play out and then start the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it or if it's something that has like a really slow bleed off, you know, obviously starting it up yeah. towards the middle of that transition. So there's a little bit of clash in there, but I don't sports really sports bar style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um but when it comes to like those longer when I can take advantage of, of mixing, I will. Yeah. Um in transitioning. I don't really do a lot of like EQing and stuff like that just because it, it happens so fast. Yeah. That I, if I start getting too sexy, then I kind of <laughs> It lose throws tr- all yeah. the athletes throw, off. <laughs> one, well, no, it throws me off because I get too focused on what I'm doing, Sure, yeah, e- rather than it, paying attention, rather to, than pay attention yeah, to the athletes. Yeah, yeah. Um I I learned that, you know, a while ago not to get too crazy with it because that's not necessarily what they're there for. They appreciate right. it when I do transitions. Right. I have yeah. they they have told me that before. Um but the way I look at it, I kind of treat it like six, uh, like, 90-minute sets. Sure. So I already know what the workouts are going to be. I know how long each workout's going to last, so I try and, and, like I said, based off the movement, I'll determine the music. Now, there were I did start off like with house at first, but with that first event, it didn't really seem like it went well. So then I switched to metal with the second heat, and then okay. switched to house in the second event. So I did kind of flip flop there. That's cool because
1: you have like actual like lines of demarcation where mm-hmm. you can like ah, I'm trying something else now. Yeah, and right, like right. it's
2: not jarring. It's just what you do. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's kind of handy. And yeah. so it's kind of cool that I that I know I'm going to be faced with with the same events and the same workouts, you know, for the next you know, eight hours or so. So, like, that first one, it's kind of like a test run. And usually at that, I'm just trying to get warmed up, trying to find out, you know, what works, you know, if what I thought was going to work well works well with that particular workout. This Saturday, it didn't really work out that way, and that's why I flip-flopped a little bit. Um, The athletes don't know the difference. Um, You know, and I don't think most people do, but, you know, like I said, I'm trying to do a service. Yeah. You know, I'm getting paid to be there to help those folks out, so I really try and put on a quality product.
1: So, when you get to, like, hour seven and a half like are you are you still having fun are you into
2: it and engaged or are you just yeah. kind of like tired you, you get a then? little tired um but at the same time once you see the athlete's reaction to when you drop something that you know okay you know shouldn't you see them like rocking their heads or you know like they clench a fist and they're staring at the bar and then just like you know they you hear him shout or something, and they're like, you know, and they grab the bar and just like jack it, and you're like, okay. Oh,
1: that's cool. So you're always chasing that reaction. Exactly. It gives you something to aim yeah. for. Exactly. That's
2: cool. Yeah. So when I'm chasing the reaction, that's based off the genre and the particular song, too, because I can't just play like all the, the banging hits, you know, in one, in one heat. This is
4: the perfect example of where a playlist or an iPod will not take the place of a human DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, it absolutely. just can't read those emotions on people, no. and a human can do that and see that and react to it, you know, right on the spot.
2: And then, you know, certain times I know that uh, I might miss, misplay something, and I just try and recover from that. But uh, the, at this particular gym, like I'm on, I'm on the second level, and uh, basically everybody's crowded around me looking down. So it's really easy for me to tell like if the if the audience members are liking it they're they're nodding their heads or they're tapping their feet that I'm doing something right because most of the people that are standing around me are either athletes that just got done with their heat or they're getting ready for the next heat. That's
4: a skill set in DJing mm-hmm. itself, yeah. is right. being able to crowd read.
2: Yeah, and I think that's really helped me tremendously when it comes to, you know, playing out is cuz this this crowd reading it's like it's instantaneous. It's like Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be the same as a club but these people are they're captive for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. and they're not there for the music Correct. necessarily. Right, right. Yeah.
0: They're there for for the the, the the athletic event, but so the uh, so the music is is uh, something to accompany that and mm-hmm. to enhance that experience.
4: It plays a psychological role without right, them yeah, right. thinking I need this music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really, you
0: and know, those gigs are helps. harder. Yeah, I mean, not
1: just because it's nine hours, but but because
0: it's a captive audience, and if you it's a captive start,
1: audience, and you don't know that it's your people,
0: right? Yeah. And you when, know, if you start pissing off people because you know you decide to play Barry Manilow, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That 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 not only is that shooting yourself in the foot, but then you've got a a, a gym full of angry athletes, yeah. angry, angry that, giant yeah, <laughs> right. that are stronger than I am, yeah. and I'm
3: like, that are on no, four shots on red line. Yeah, get <laughs> me out, get me out. And,
2: and where I get the, <coughs> and where I get that reward is like after the afterwards, like because where I'm at on that second deck it's also the athlete like staging area. Right. So they'll come up like, dude. You rocked you rocked it out there. I'm like, nice. hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. because to me, it still ba- it baffles me that they can hear the music while they're doing what they do because they're doing some pretty amazing things. I mean, I've been doing CrossFit for a while, but I'm not anywhere on the level of some of these guys or um, like you know playing like something that's really rhythmic. Like, like yeah, man, I was tired, but I just kept going to the beat. He was like, you know, thanks for playing that song. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It.
0: I'm, I'm fully convinced mm. that, like, I would be a lot more active in life if I had an actual soundtrack. <laughs> you know, just walking around. Like, I think everybody Where have you would. you man? Yeah. Walkman
1: came out in the 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think I, I think everybody would, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, just whatever you end up, whatever you like to do, just put a soundtrack to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I want to practice, like, walking away from an explosion. But not <laughs> looking low back. Yeah. With, like,
2: metal playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then another valid validating point is like when I'll see athletes that I haven't seen for a couple of competitions like man I was at this other competition and they because they didn't have a live DJ, it, it, it wasn't the same, and I was like, "Oh, cool, thanks." Right. But then I've gotten some people spoiled. Like they'll go to other comps. Like, man, they didn't have a DJ.
0: Well, but that's cool <laughs> <It> is, because <laughs> then that you you bring that appeal, that value added piece that you're always talking to about to that trip, particular you know? yeah to that particular event, so that 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 keeps the business coming, mm-hmm. you know, for that event for the owners of that gym, which in turn keeps you employed as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: and can be a bargaining chip for pay in the future. Yeah, right. I mean? right. I mean. Right. Or for other gigs that, you know, for people who want that and you've already established yourself as like, hey, I know how to do this. Right, right.
2: Yeah, because I, I, I've gotten uh, with with uh, Brody, he was probably this the the second biggest place that I started working at in town. And from that, I've gotten referrals from other places. So it's, you know, it's mutually beneficial. I mean, they're great people. Right, right. Um, I don't mind doing the work for them and it's fun and it's a challenge. Yeah, it's nine hours. Yeah, it's a long time and it's mentally taxing, but you know it's it's a test mm. you know cuz if i can do 9 hours i can do an hour and a half you know yeah at a normal show sure so
0: if you yeah. can do 9 hours you can do any wedding yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you can do any corporate gig you can i mean 9 yep. hours is a long time to dj yeah. for sure so do
1: you do you own all that music or are you are you signed up with like pulse lock or something now
2: no i just i download it all i'm kind of i'm sketchy about using those services because yeah you know, what if one day I just don't want to use it anymore, then I just lost everything. Yeah. That that's my inherent fear. That's why I don't mind paying, you know, three dollars for a song or whatever. Right. So that way I know I own it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so for that nine hours, the only song I played twice was the national anthem. <laughs> so yeah, that that's something I pride myself on is not repeating tracks. Right. So
1: that's a long, long gig for not repeating tracks. Yeah.
2: So I think in total it had like I mean, because obviously I don't play all the songs, but I think it said like 12 hours worth of of total music in 180 tracks, I think. so. Awesome.
1: Well, we've got an email from a listener. Uh, Maybe you guys have some feedback on this. This comes from Michael Forbes. He says, I have a question on whether, now, I have a question too. Do you guys say niche or niche? I say niche. I say niche. I say niche.
0: I say niche.
1: All right. So I mean, you're in the minority. I think niche sounds better, though. Mm. But I just can't get myself to say it. Anyway, I have a question on whether one can be a niche DJ focusing entirely on hip hop or old school hip hop and '80s music. Thank you for your time. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. Uh, Thanks. We're glad you enjoy it, Michael. So he wants to know if he can if he can limit himself in that way to one particular genre. Any thoughts on that?
4: Yes, you can. um What was it? Saturday nights, Ike B used to do a show. Uh, Every Saturday night was throwback, was all old school hip hop. I mean, he had the thunderstorm during the week, but his Saturday nights were all old school hip hop. He did fairly well with it, as long as there's a demand for it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And and you almost, I mean, if you're focusing (coughs) on something specific like that, you might have to create the demand, if that makes sense, or at least carve out the space for that to be a thing. Um, Because I think what you'll probably run into and i'm sure you guys can can touch on this is you know you, you might be limiting the types of gigs that you can take De- right? definitely yeah, you yeah, know I'll agree to that but if you're if that's what you want to do and you can focus entirely on that then y- you know you would be the best guy for that job well, maybe for 80s, for playing do, 80s do we know 90s how old this guy is um, i'm He's, not sure he said
4: what what uh... he
1: said old school hip-hop 83 to 96 oh. and 80s music
4: so eighty three to ninety six. I was about like, to say because that demographic only got about another ten or fifteen years left. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, probably Easy. more, but you know. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I think it depends. You know, like here in in Dayton, there there have been hip hop nights yeah. at mm-hmm. like uh, so we have a place called the Oregon District, and it's just a strip of bars, and you know you could do small weeklies or one offs in in an environment like that. So if you have a place to do that or if you want to create a night for that, then it can be awesome. If you're trying to go to an existing place who doesn't, you know, a typical sports bar, nightclub or something like that, then it it might not work if that's all the music you've got in your bag and that's all you do. Right. So right. I think it's gonna be about choosing or creating the gig for that or i say gig you know maybe he's trying to do an online radio show or
2: you know whatever right yeah that was a question i had i mean is he trying to play out or is he just trying to perfect his craft in that particular um style of music create right. a fan base yeah. solely yeah. based
4: on that style right right
2: yeah because
1: i mean i know that's that's the situation that at least the three of us are in you know mo's got playing all kinds of music now but mm. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty niched down in my sound. And so if I want to, if I want to play at a place that normally plays top 40, I'm going to, I'm going to struggle. Right. Um, yeah. Your old hammerjacks incident. My, like my old hammerjacks incident. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, because if I Bring the house
2: kid to the hip hop club. Yeah.
1: They're, they're just (laughs) not going to put up with that if that's not what the venue's about. Right. Um, other than that, I mean, if you've got a place to do it or think that you can, uh, I say go for it. I don't know if you guys have any different thoughts on that, but.
2: Or, or create it, like or you did, yeah,
0: Right. Like, I mean, it, exactly at that point was what I was going to bring up, you know, whether it's, you know, some local restaurant or a bowling alley or, uh, um, you know, there or any number of like smaller bars, you know, hole in the wall places, you know, they've, they've all got their, you know, uh, their uh demographic so i'm sure there's some bars somewhere that you know we're,
2: we're willing to have a live yeah,
0: dj that, that would yeah. love to hear some gang star you know? yeah. <laughs> well, which is, but, i mean
1: that's another good point you know we're talking <clears throat> the height of the gangster rap era there at the end yeah, like the content's going to play a, a factor here too right, for right. for some places yeah
0: like the, the the gangster rap portion of that you know decade decade and a half that he was mentioning um, you know, probably won't fly very many places.
4: Uh, uh, when I was at the teen clubs, Whoa. man, I was hearing she swallowed it.
0: <laughs> no,
4: but but that just was just put all. it in your mouth. <laughs> but,
1: but, your but, mother mother but that was not the wine bar. We'll put either. those in the show. Right, right, right. No,
4: It was out. venue specific, but it was. I mean, it, it still hit the clubs. Well,
0: tonight, right. Man. But what I'm saying but, is like. You know, but now,
4: yeah, if he's in a bowling alley now, he's not going to be able to play. Oh, definitely, right,
0: right, right. That's what I'm getting because I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a casual bowler, and and there's been a couple of times where like you know whether it's a cosmic bowler, you know, the end of a league, and they'll bring in a DJ, and and you know they're almost always playing edited stuff because a lot of people bring their kids and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, you know, but uh, yeah, I just I I think. Uh, that whole entrepreneurship kind of experience that, that, that you bring up a lot, David is, is, is going to be key for a lot of people who say, this is the sound that I want to hone in on. This is what I want to build my brand around. And then it's, it, so it, that's cool, you know, and, and build that and, and, and perfect it and, and keep building on it. But if the, if, if the market isn't there, then you may have to create it and, that, that takes a whole other level of effort, yeah. and if you can't create it, like if, I mean, because sometimes you know stuff like that just doesn't work out. It depends on a lot of factors, you know, how good is your product?
2: Um, how much time do you have? How
0: much time do you have? And and so you know that that whole you know entrepreneurial thing, you know, because not every not every business venture succeeds, you know. So sometimes you know those things depend on everything from your location to you know the the culture around where you're at you know if he's you know in the middle of you know a rural area that never quite got into gangster rap you might run into some problems <laughs> yeah. you know but
1: or um, maybe your job is to find all those people and, yeah. and scoop them up and all those closet gangsters, suburban those closet ogs out there. Yeah. Right.
0: But yeah, um, and, and to your point, we live in the digital age. Like, I mean, you you can always take that skill set and create the radio show uh, and and take that approach to it. There's a bunch of different like platforms for that that you know allow you to just you know post audio mixes to let people watch you mix live yeah. you know on video. So, um, I. I don't think he's uh, – depending on what – What his end goal is. Well, on what yeah. his end goal is, I don't think he'll run into problems. He just needs to be realistic and, and define what it is that he wants and and, and how to go get it.
2: And, and understand the cost affiliated with whatever it is he's trying to accomplish. Yeah,
1: I mean I, I think it's – you know, we talk about a lot of different kinds of DJing on this show, right. and so it's it's hard to contextualize without a little bit more information. Um, you might not even be interested in playing at clubs or, right. or yeah. whatever, but um, you know, this is the passionate DJ podcast. And so, you know, far be it from me to say you can't play the type of music that you want because that's what I do. <laughs> you know, right, I, right, I've built right. my entire brand around house and techno. <laughs> so I, I mean, of course, you know that, that comes with its own, benefits and hurdles of of specializing and so you know just like the rest of us who decide to 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 focus on something specific in our djing it's going to be finding what your personal balance of of um specialization is versus that versatility
2: of Mm. of being able to play a lot of different styles yep for nine hours
1: for nine
2: (laughs) 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 no but hit us up with a voicemail uh Or shoot us another email and give us a little bit more detail.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can send us in voicemails by going to PassionateDJ.com and clicking the send voicemail button. We would love to hear from you guys and get you on the show. Yeah. All right. So today, it's time to return to Pick 3. It's been a while. Mm. So just for new listeners, if this is one of your first times listening to the show, welcome. The concept originally for our Pick 3 episodes was that each of us would bring in three tracks, for some reason, some theme or something for that show. This particular one that we're doing is called Crate Invasion. We did one for Trip, and now I guess it's my turn. So what we do <laughs> is we go and every you know everybody picks out one particular record for a total of three. So you guys went to my record collection and didn't look and just grabbed records, and then I've got to answer to whatever you <laughs> to pick out. Right? <laughs> so you guys have all picked out records. I don't know. I had no influence on what they were. And so let's... Time
3: after time. <laughs> see. <Yeah. laughs>
1: let's see what happens.
3: I will be waiting. <laughs> if you look and you... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry. All right, Mo, what what damage did you do to me here?
2: Uh, all right. So we have DJ Lima versus Evans D, A Fresh Mood.
1: A Fresh Mood. Okay, so I recognize... Bravista music. I recognize this cover, but I can't think of what the track is. Yeah, It's got a couple palm trees
0: and... RVs, you TV's. know, it's
4: funny, even from back in the day, that's how I recognized a lot of my music, too, yeah, is by, was by looking covers, at the label. Yeah. 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 Or, the, or the, the cover. Yeah. And
0: that's something that's been lost with uh, digital DJing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is.
4: Um, You're just zipping through MP3, MP3. Just, right.
0: Uh,
1: Some places have really tried to bring that back by showing the album art on mm-hmm. the, the right. screens
0: and yep, stuff. Rotto yep, so did that, and the, and now Denon doing that with the oh, with the, the Right in the middle. The yeah. visual triggers uh, that
4: memory, man. Yeah.
0: On the Prime, where they put the. The album art actually in the center of the CDJ jog wheel. That's yeah. that on the digital read there? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah, yeah cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's okay. pretty neat. All right. So, do you have a preference as to which You side know, I we don't. I
1: feel like this is like uh, Deep Housey, but I can't think of actually how it sounds. So, uh, pick
0: something right. that sounds
1: interesting. We'll go with it.
0: How about we go with the original mix? Because the other side is a dub mix. So. Okay.
4: Dub back then and dub today are two totally two different yeah. terms. Two <laughs> totally different terms, absolutely. 45.
1: 45. <laughs> so far, it sounds like something I would play. All right, all right. <laughs> it has a beat.
0: Four, three, two, one, and.
1: I got a little bonus cake in there. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> this is definitely one of those long blend tracks. Yeah. yeah. Patient. Did
1: you see what the copyright was on that? 2005, Boa Vista Music, Inc.
0: Oh, yeah, so pre-dubstep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I was going to say, like, early 2000.
1: I yeah. think that this one I got through a, uh, I think it was, like, a Goodwill dig. Really? Yeah. Oh, It's coming in now. Here we go. You guys could have done much worse.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> well, Goodwill do you shop at. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt.
2: Okay,
1: I'm starting to remember this now.
2: If it's that one by your house, man, I'm going to start invading that joint on a regular basis. Yeah, it might be. It's
1: it's not Goodwill. It's called uh, St. Francis. Yeah. Mm. And my wife went in there once and saw that they had a bunch of things that looked like dance records, and she just, she bought them all. Yeah. And it was like two. Two crates. Oh, yeah, I know this now. It was two um, paper bag,
4: grocery bags full,
0: full of, records. of records. And she's wow. like, here you
1: go.
4: I'm like, sweet. It huh. almost reminds me of, what was it, IHR? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. International house record? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I can't believe you actually grabbed a piece of wax and I would like totally play this out. Like most of my wax is <laughs> stuff that I won't actually play. Yeah.
2: Groover. It says Groover. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah if i remember there's like a little maybe no it's not here there's a little like square wavy lead that comes in at a certain oh, point
0: okay yeah I'm, I'm just digging the horns already mm. there it is
1: now, one thing i like about this and it's kind of got that you know we just had our episode with mike Donovan a few episodes right. ago and we were talking about Deep House and this kind of fits along the same lines of stuff you would hear at his events mm-hmm. and a lot of it is that the baseline because mm-hmm. you'll notice that like a lot of techno and even trance and other genres it's it's oompa, 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 oompa right. over and over again and this has so going all over like a walking bass. It, it,
0: that's exactly what I was going to say it, it that that's definitely been something where House typically has an, an advantage as far as musical complexity over some of the other more loop-based genres yeah. like tech house and, and techno and, and stuff like that because yeah you get that that almost like like a, almost like a funk bass kind yeah. of you know, yeah, the walking like bass yeah. Yeah. so you're right, like yeah. yeah you're moving around and, and and it just when when all elements of a track are making you move like that that that, that that's infectious for your body well it's now, more
1: interesting to listen to because you can focus on, in on any one of those elements, elements and it's right. they're each playing their own melodies right so there's right. a lot going on but absolutely yeah
0: but it all fits together and and, and, and uh, plays well. This is a nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, I'm feeling proud of myself uh, right know. now. <laughs> I am be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm probably gonna rip a loop of that. Like, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like it, you know, like you said, with like a lot of trance and techno and stuff like that. If it's not a you know, an an upswing bass in between each of the kicks. Then it's you know, um, like some kind of like a throbbing like, yeah, you know that type of thing. So um, not always, you know, you can't make blanket statements. There's there's certainly some out there that um, that breaks that mold. But um, that's one thing I just I've always loved about house is how like every element seems to have like this movement that that plays well together and accompanies yeah. each other. Yeah. It's a great track, man. Nice build-up, filtery disco thing going on. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, Trip, what do you got for me? All right, oh, I recognize this cover too.
0: It's bright orange. Yeah, bright orange. It's, uh, looks like it says "The Mystery Devotion," including unre- unreleased mixes from. <laughs> and DJ Tatana.
1: So I'm suspecting that this came from my buddy's record collection, who I've been holding on to, so this could be anything.
0: Oh, and if it's the buddy I'm thinking, I think we all might like this.
1: It could, it could go any number of ways. It could either be like UK Hardhouse Uh-oh. or Dark Prague, or Trance.
0: All right. Well, it's 2002, so that fits in the time frame. So far, so good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm suspecting
1: it's it's transy, but we'll
0: see. One, two. All right. Let's let's go with the DJ Tatana syrup mix. Sir, sir, that that syrup. Scissor.
1: Get, I'm going with trance.
0: <laughs> Wait, should it be on 33? Uh-huh. It could be, it could, yeah. <laughs> I don't
4: know. When I listen to trance now, I, I always think like, man, I played music that fast.
0: Right, <laughs> right? Yeah. like it could uh, be hard house still. Yeah, like it, it, that, like 135, yeah, 135 to 140. And yeah. I remember there were times where like me and uh, uh, another guy I used to DJ with occasionally DJ T's. You know, uh, we used to push each other to get up to that one forty-two to one forty-five <laughs> range. You know, so by the by, in the beginning of a set, we're starting at like 134-ish. Uh-huh. and yeah, so we're trying to get you know up ten beats per minute. You know, one thirty-four is
1: screaming to me now. Right, right. It's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's too fast. <laughs> it's too fast.
1: This is a good example of comparing the baseline between this and the last track. Right, right. Yeah, it's very steady.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, probably all staying within the same chord. Just you know. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, 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 boop. Oh, there's oh, the arpeggiator. Oh, oh,
1: oh. I, yeah, I know the song. Yeah, this is this is shout out to Tommy. This is your record. <laughs>
0: oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, this is actually a pretty good track. Yeah, yeah turn that
0: up.
4: I used to love tramps.
0: Oh, man. There, there was nothing like oh, it. No. Um. I, I 99 didn't, realize, percent but of I didn't time, realize it was so fast.
4: Yeah. You know? 99% of the time, it made me feel so good.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: I just... It was just so warm. Like, oh.
0: Right. It, yeah. Warm is a great is a great adjective for it. Like, I just... So Those filtered soup, saw waves, man. Super oh, saws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... Something about it. I just... And you know, like... It, it, it's definitely telling of the time, you know, when it became big, you know, I mean, yeah, it had a lot of haters, you know, especially from the techno and house community, Midwest.
4: But, hate like there weren't many people outside of us that really played trance, right, like right. you, I, Jason, Drew and myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were, there were a few, there was a guy, I think his name was either seed or seek or something like that out of, mm-hmm. out of Columbus. But like, I literally only saw him a handful of times and then he disappeared. Like, you know, uh, DJ T's, mm-hmm. uh, he, but he always, uh, played more on the, on the faster, heavier UK, you know, you know, the, you know, nucleus stuff. You
1: know? <laughs> so we, we brought this up, I think in Mike Donovan's episode where we talked about drop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, trance did it right. This is, I think this is going to be an example of that, <laughs> but well, the difference between that and now was the, the drop was preceded by two minutes of breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> With no that, beat. yeah, that is right. a difference. Like
0: right now, there's nothing playing, and it's not because another song is coming on. Like, right, right. <laughs> like All the
1: dancers was... are confused right now.
0: And you know, that's uh, where everybody's and,
2: like, you know, wiping the sweat off and drinking some water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, giving can, hugs. Yeah.
0: I can remember a time where, like, you know, in, in the rare instances where, or not the rare, but like, in that transitional period where the DJ went from being the nobody in the corner, you know, to when all of this trance stuff really started to blow up and, and brought a whole new wave of ravers in to where, you know, uh, we have talked before about the influx that at least our area had. And, and nationally, at least here in the States, you know, the whole rave thing just blew up in the 90s and early 2000s. And this was kind of like where you started to see that shift in the crowd where like, you know, when the when the trance DJ was playing at prime time and the breakdown came, yeah, everybody wipes off their sweat, mm. gets a drink of water, and everybody's, you know, hey, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, and then, but then as soon as the buildup starts and everybody's, you know, got hands in the air, <laughs> clapping, your yeah. friends are all screaming your name, whoa, yeah, go trip! And it was like, you know, and, you know, that wasn't all... You know, it was just definitely a shift from, you know, when I very first started raving, I barely knew there was a DJ there because, you know, <laughs> everybody's just, you know, huddled in and dancing and and that's what, you know, the there was a whole different culture around
2: the, the focus DJ. was different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of good memories of, you know, being on a stage, couple thousand kids and, you know, when those breakdowns hit and everybody's like, you know, clapping and cheering and, you know, it was... I mean, I've got a smile from ear to (laughs) ear right now. Like Tony said, it it was warm. It it calls back to a different time for us. And, uh, you know, not to say that, you know, I don't get the same enjoyment out of DJing now. We were just talking this morning when we went to breakfast about... um, you know the the whole like you know when you've got a few different tracks going and they're all beat matched and then you know a breakdown comes and then when you come and and, uh, you know the breakdown's over and you hit the crowd with all channels at the same time and you're you're grooving they're grooving you know that there there's plenty of enjoyment to get out of this but you know like when i hear stuff like this i uh, that's triggering my pleasure center all (laughs) over the place because
1: this this breakdown here that's playing my uh Our Mm -hmm. daughter, I used to teach her when she was way younger, like two years old, three years old. A breakdown like that would come on, and I told her that this is the hands in the air part. Yeah. This is the hands in, and so, whenever there's a breakdown, she put her little arms yeah. up. And it was awesome. say so with
2: my daughter. She's like, "Okay, this is the break, Daddy."
1: This is how you okay, trance, Lily. The- you <laughs> put your hands up in the air at this part,
2: okay? And like every once in a while, I'll be listening to something like this, like on uh, Area 51 on the series, and yeah. she'd be like, she'll tap me on the shoulder. She's like, "This is the build, Daddy." And I'm like, yes. "Yes." She still remembers. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, very cool. Yeah. Oh,
4: the rave cannot be over.
0: <laughs> Everyone go home. <laughs> uh,
4: the cops just showed up. <laughs>
1: Don't have to go home, but you can't yeah. stay here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hide the orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> After party at Mother Rucker's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man,
2: great. That's good great pick, man. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good stuff. A little, little cheese trance to spice things up.
0: So, I get to keep this, right? Yeah, uh, that's not <laughs> mine to give, buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, after a certain point, it's like squatting, right? The, yeah, what year you? was that? 02?
1: <laughs> right. I, yeah, yeah, 02. Oh, yeah. 02, and that was The Mystery Devotion. And nice. was that DJ Tatana? Nice. Syrup yep. mix? Yep. Yeah. Syrup. Okay. Yep. Cool. Sir. Yeah, Sir. Sir. <laughs> all right, Tony, what you got? What's our final pick three?
4: I'm going to venture to say this is. Um, Oh, I know. Not this electronic one. music. Hmm. <laughs> um, maybe the remixes are, but this is uh, Bust of Rhymes. Yes. Do My thing.
1: This one I'm very familiar um,
4: with. Because it goes this so well because, with all your house sets. Yes, yeah. House know, right. Sets, right? <laughs> I grabbed this because this was in a, a plastic cover. Oh, uh, yeah. And I only saw the, um, the binding side of it. I didn't see the front, but I always thought in record collections, when there's a plastic cover, it means something important. So I grabbed was, it.
1: I'll tell you exactly where I got that record. It was a goodwill find, and it was uh, downtown Dayton, okay. um, Fifth Street okay. next okay. to Clash. Yeah, that's there. a gold mine. Yeah, like people don't realize. <laughs> I'm, I probably shouldn't say or give away. The you know, <laughs> I found a bunch of hip hop records in there. If you just like you wait several months and then just go in there, somebody will have dumped off some load of records, and mm. usually you can find some. Usually it's it's like you know. Barbara Streisand and, right. and stuff like that, but I, I went in there one day and found like
4: uh, Mary Poppins, Glenn Miller,
1: Buster <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rhymes. This was one of them. Now, Trip, you will be excited to hear this one because um, so the original is, there is not D&B on <laughs> here. There's a, remix d- on? <laughs> there are a couple of DNB remixes. There's mixes. a
4: LP version, DJ Scratch remix, Phila Brazila mix, Phila Brazila mix one, and then Phila Brazila mix three.
1: Yeah, I think the Philip Brazilla ones are the, the D&B. One of them's drum and bass, and one of them's almost the same track, but it's a halftime beat. It's oh, really cool. Very
0: yeah. cool. Well, which one do you want to hear?
1: Uh, man, I can't remember which is which, but let's do let's play the LP version a little bit, and let's see if that's just the original hip-hop track, and then if we can play some clips from those other two, that would be cool.
4: Oh, that sound. Crackle. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. The song has a really cool, uh, as you would expect from Buster Rhymes, has a really cool lyrical flow to it. Right, like, right. he doesn't just. He mixes up the
0: cadence a lot. I find it interesting that they put the. a brazilla mix two on one side but one in three on the opposite side (laughs) Um, just because well i I bet if i had to venture a guess it's probably got to deal with the the length of the tracks oh and uh the um the length of the tracks the more that you have to like cram into a particular amount of space it degrades the audio quality, uh, the, the less space that those grooves have. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I, it, yeah, well...
1: Also, I should have gave a language warning for this one. I didn't really think about it, but yeah, <laughs> I guess that comes with if the territory that, when you say Buster Rhyme.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, but for the uninitiated, I was going to say, but if that's the case, then you need to start giving language warnings just because I'm on the show.
4: So. <laughs> like, <laughs> but we were just talking about strip clubs, <laughs> right? Right? Strip
0: clubs, and uh, you have you guys have no idea how many times my brain filters out the F word before I talk.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I know we talk about 90s hip hop a lot but we haven't really talked about Buster Rhymes. I love Buster Rhymes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge
2: fan. Going back to the Leaders yep. of the New School, Flip Mode. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo-ha. I saw Got you That was check. a great
2: scratch sample.
0: Oh yeah. I saw Buster Rhymes Goody Mob and Outkast. I I think it was yeah, No, it wasn't Outkast. It was uh Buster Rhymes Goody Mob and Oh, I forget the other one. No, it was Outkast. Uh, Busta th- Rhymes, Goody Mob, and Outkast. Uh, yeah. They uh, were on tour, and, and they were passing through Cincinnati for whatever reason, and they stopped their tour bus in Cincinnati and set up shop in a parking lot. No way. Yeah, like uh, just, you know, they had. I like- <laughs> 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 oh, Sorry,
1: that was Limp Biscuit. Yeah, that was Limp Biscuit. <laughs>
0: Uh, we won't go into the full story here, but a, a, a little claim to fame for Dayton. If anybody's not familiar with it, go and Google "Limp Biscuit" at Sunoco in Dayton, Ohio. You'll you'll have a field day with it, I assure you. Um, no, but uh, it, yeah, and and somebody called me and said, "Hey." You know, Buster Rhymes, Goody Mob, Outkast. They just opened up one of those trailer stages. Yeah. You know, that they and were just direct, doing a show. And just started doing a show in a parking lot at UC be? in the late, sometime in the late nineties. I think it was like ninety-eight, ninety-nine. So of course, I'm there. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, great show. Great show. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just one of those things. You get there and you know, there's only a few hundred people in this parking lot because, you know, everybody's trying to call everybody. Yeah. And by the time it actually starts to get crowded, they wrapped up, <laughs> they closed everything up, and we're out. Yeah, I,
2: I saw him with Jay-Z and I think the Executioners. Oh, that would have been um, good too, yeah. In, uh, I'd never seen him live before, but just like the energy, man, yeah, it was yeah. out of control.
0: Yeah.
1: Can you flip that onto the B-side? Sure. And uh, I, think, I think that... The, these are the two. One's the drum and bass mix, and one is the, the half timey version of the same track. Um, the cool thing about this this drum and bass track is it's 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 almost like liquidy, even though uh, okay. it's got like it's got Buster Rhymes doing what Buster Rhymes does, but it's like it's got these like
0: <laughs>
3: these
1: like gentle organs and chords and right, stuff right, in yeah. it. Yeah,
0: some like, like the funk, uh, uh, liquid funk. Check me out now. Open up your door. Do my thing, baby Y'all think fast Before I get all in your ass Bend your frame like plexiglass You motherfuckers be acting Like you don't know the hat you I home. like that. Make me laugh. <laughs> now, I almost wonder, like I don't have a I don't have a beat counter on my uh, on my uh, Z, but I like, almost wonder if you've got a, a wide enough BPM range with a with a good tempo lock to lay it over, or, kilo, or a, a good key lock, to, you know, get it down into that breakbeat range. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> in these palaces it's
1: super I, cool like I, I had never heard it and I turned it on I was like
0: whoa this' is great <laughs> who,
1: who did the <laughs> uh Phila Brazilla.
0: Yeah. love me some drone man I wait for oh, the
1: I think this might be where the chords come in
0: <laughs> oh very nice take your fat finger
4: Mm-hmm. Produced by DJ Scratch and Buddha Productions.
0: Like and that's not that cool.
1: Yeah, like that's. I play this one all the. Time. I'm not out, but right, 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 right. just Hanging out, I yeah. play this one all the time.
0: Oh, that's good stuff.
1: Now, uh, skip it to the the second track on there. That it's very similar. It's just that halftime beat.
4: I get all in your
0: ass. Make your frame like plexiglass. You motherfuckers be acting like you don't know the half. You and your whole staff make me laugh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, y'all, you need to sing my song with your features like Olympia. Do
3: Damn, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, love it. That's yeah, that's sexy. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Love it.
1: So, I you know, I have that. um I've got five on it. Uh, drum and bass remix mm-hmm. on wax and it oh, goes and well with this too oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, okay yeah. one of the, the two or three drum and bass records that I have <laughs> so I'm mixing them back and forth
4: all the time
2: <laughs> yeah I've never seen that on vinyl I haven't yeah so, so did you get
4: this for 99 new, cents really? or did you get this for 3.99
1: you know I couldn't tell you. probably 99 I've only so had that steel. record
4: for maybe two years and it was obviously a ten dollar record because it's got the "Made in England" sticker, so it was yeah. probably an import. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
3: It's
4: definitely a golden find.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, his lyrical ability—just, I, 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 I. And you know, like, I wasn't immediately—I wasn't immediately drawn to Buster Rhymes. Like, you know, I just, like. No, it, you know, that that the talent's there, and, and and once I got into them, then I got into them, and now, okay, yeah. then I was a fan, but I have to give a shout-out to my buddy uh, Ryan Gibson, uh, a.k.a. Baby G, because uh, he was, like, all into a bunch of stuff that, like, he was a good balance for me musically, because I was all into, like, gangster rap, you yeah. know, and boom! You know, like, <laughs> I, I I about went into a string of expletives and had to just come out and
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> told you the filter works <laughs> most of the time. But uh, but so the, like he was the one who, like, kept me grounded and, and kept me going back to things like, you know, you're you're like Egyptian lovers and, and freestylers and, you know, the, the like breakbeat stuff. Buster Rhymes, th- it, you know, when that came out, he was all into that, you know, so, you know, yeah, it was the same air kind of came out of all of that, you know. There
2: was a line though.
0: Right, right, right. But, uh, but I mean, he was a huge Buster Rhymes fan. And just like, so whenever we were in his car, I mean, you know, the CD books that were like five inches thick, you yeah, know, but yeah. like Buster Rhymes was always one that, you know, it, it was always on the first page. Like, yeah. It, He's definitely uh, got
4: a distinct voice. Yeah. His dialect yeah. too is right. uh, is him. You know that it's him.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and he he was one of those artists too that I mean he's been he's been in the game for ages now. Well, right, yeah, you right. start off with leaders he, of the new school.
2: Right, right. Yeah. And, but like you were saying, like if you were listening to NWA. And Ghetto Boys and all that stuff. You weren't necessarily listening to a Tribe Right. And Leaders mm-hmm. of New School but, and stuff yeah. like that.
0: Tribe for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a big tribe fan. But right? I was yeah.
2: I was of the right age to to
1: discover him between his when he Went solo. he was getting the, the solo that, that, radio yeah. hits. Right. Yeah. And they and they were good hip hop tunes. Like right, that was right. back when good hip hop made it on the radio automatically, right? Right. right. And so it was like um, Dangerous and and got you all in check. Yeah, yeah. I was going
0: to say that was the one that, that locked me in. yeah, yeah,
1: ha And, uh, yeah. man, what else was there? Um, put your, hand, or
0: put put your hands, hands where my eyes, eyes can
2: see. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And that, that, was, one, that, that was all off the same album, wasn't it? Uh,
0: I think so. I mean, I might, it, might be wrong on that, but, but like, uh, uh put your hands where my eyes can see like that was a huge club hit too yeah. like and not just a hip hop club hit like you could go to a dance club and that was in there too like it was just you know, all of a sudden he blew up and he had he had the talent. He had the, well, he had the he, personality. He had the personality, he had the unique sound, and it was, I mean, he had the combination of everything. And uh, to your point, I mean, he still does stuff today. Like, I don't know how much he, uh, music he actually releases, but yeah. he's still
2: in the game. He's still... Well, he does a lot and, of acting, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and
0: amazing
1: delivery and also, like, breath control. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you, even now, I don't even know how old he is now. He's got to be his in his in cardio his is pretty 40. sick. You see that dude? He's Jack. Oh, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> 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 but like his uh you kind of like how eminem has the songs where he'll just and go right, on for right. like 13 sentences oh, and not yeah. take a breath yep like buster rhymes is one of the other people that can do that right right and man i wish i could think of what so there's a, a song that's only two or three years old where he he does that for like oh he does look at 16, me now with chris brown that might be it yeah and there's other features in it like yeah Lil wayne yeah. or somebody's yeah. in it <laughs> um, but I mean he's just he People goes for matter. his bars then he just <laughs> he just keeps on going with it I'm like
3: whoa right you know? right. Kong, Gorilla,
4: Monsoon, Gorilla, Gorilla, Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon I bet nobody remembers that name Mm-mm. anybody nope. nope Mo Gorilla Monsoon you
2: talking about the wrestler
4: WWF yeah. yes <laughs> he was actually
2: he he was an announcer
4: he was an announcer but in the 70s he was a wrestler
2: 70s, 80s, uh, yeah, early 80s, late like 70s, yeah. I think the big one for Busta was uh, when disaster strikes, because that had. Um, yeah, that
0: sound. Yeah, yeah.
2: Turn it up on there. Put your hands or my eyes. Can see. Um, Dangerous. That was another one.
1: Alrighty, awesome. I, I'm I'm happy with those picks. Yeah. Another yeah. one uh, I forgot.
2: Pastor Cervasiere. Ah, uh, <laughs> that, that was an, yeah, that <laughs> was that
1: Carvassier. one guy played on the with, radio with, too. With uh, Diddy, right? Yeah. That could have been worse.
0: Man. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. Scariest.
1: <laughs> I feel your pain now on the Crate Invasion. I'm telling you, is, it, it it does it. It incites. A, yeah, it, it does.
0: It incites a little bit of anxiety. It's uh...
1: immediately the worst records in my collection it, to start flipping, start flipping through flipping. the Rolodex. Oh
4: crap. <laughs> I want to make sure when you guys come to my house, all those are pulled out. (laughs) That's
1: right. You're next, man. Look out. (laughs) I have
4: some serious gems, though. (laughs) Some serious ones. No doubt. No doubt.
1: All right, everybody. That was fun. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next time on the Passion DJ Podcast. Take care. Keep on spinning. Good
4: Good times.
0: Easy. Later. Out. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash dj or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. Flip side, when I used to DJ in strip clubs, I played the same tracks all the daggone (laughs) time. Those forty pour hits. Some, pour some yeah. sugar on me over and over. Again. <laughs> 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 you know, because I mean, a lot of a lot Do-do-do. of you know, between customer requests and Do-do-do. and dancer requests. You know, like that's pretty much what you do. And you know, I mean, there's you know your your pool of tracks to pull from when you don't have requests. But mm. yeah, I mean, you know, a, a, a day in the life of a of a strip club DJ. I mean, that's <laughs> that's where you make a bunch of your money is off of tips. Hearing so. that yeah.
2: motorcycle yeah. start on girls, girls, girls. Yeah. girls right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was time Vroom. Actually <laughs> Speaking out of that request piece Like I've been here long enough And doing enough comps That I recognize Some of the athletes Yeah So I know like You know They've asked me to play A certain song in the past Right So then I remember one guy in particular His, his, his jam is black and yellow Oh, so okay. he was getting ready to lift something real heavy and then I started looping it and he looked up and he was like pointing at me he was like yes and <laughs> up I was like I got you dude, I got you Nothing so, an iPod won't do yeah exactly right. so that that's that cool getting that reaction yeah. from other people so Very cool.